Hello and welcome to Being the Change, a podcast where people passionate about their cause come and share their opinion on how can people bring a change in their life so that the world changes for good. I am Rohan Thakkar, your host, and I have with me a new co-host which you might have heard in the previous episode, Supriya. Hello, Rohan. Awesome, and we have a very special guest today. She has started. an institute to spread the importance of mental health and she's also a happiness uh, expert because she is a canine behaviorist <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so dogs cats we love them and they are very special to the ones who are pet parents so we'll of course speak about that but uh, first let's speak about who she is so supriya why don't you introduce her uh, we have with us rajvi mariwala hello Hi. rajvi welcome to the show rajvi mariwala is the director of mental health initiative a platform to promote awareness and encourage best practices in the area of mental health uh, rajvi at this age when uh, a lot of youth have materialistic ambitions and uh, you have chosen something like this so how the shift happened Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having this show. I think it's really important to highlight topics as the one that you are doing, and I'm very flattered that you consider that I can be part of the show. So, thank you for that. Now, on mental health, uh, I think I chose it simply because mental health as a field is very close to me personally. Hmm. In my life, I've always had the privilege to access mental health. I've always I've had the education to get the language about it and so I'm passionate about it. The second reason is because I think mental health actually is a feminist issue. It comes down to rights of people. It's also connected to everything. It's connected to work, it's connected to employment, it's connected to family life, mm-hmm. it's connected to community participation. There's nothing that it doesn't touch. Okay. Uh including physical health obviously. Mm. So that's why I chose mental health simply because it is connected to mm-hmm. each and every other issue that is of importance mm-hmm. in our lives. Okay. So uh why did you choose mental health area to explore your philanthropic genes, you know? Uh see because now if i look at health or education in the country the moment you talk about uh donating or csr or philanthropy and you talk about health or education there's a picture in your mind mm-hmm. there could be a picture of a girl with a blackboard mm-hmm. uh if you think about education there could be a picture of a bp camp yes but now if i ask you the question what about mental health people usually have a blank image or people tend to say the words depression schizophrenia yes now mental health is so much more than that but why is it still invisible mm-hmm. in our society today and why does it carry a stigma that's the reason i chose it okay. and of course number 2 uh, india as a country itself uh, we are facing some very serious challenges when it comes to mental health mm-hmm. we have the high, highest number of people who live with depression in the yes, world um unfortunately the leading cause of death for women under 40 is suicide mm-hmm. uh, the leading cause of death for young men is also suicide so it's a very serious thing uh, facing us today how the shift happened um, to raise awareness of mental health in the society you know the idea of awareness of mental health in the society itself is something that has to be thought about very carefully yes 
uh, at the very beginning, uh, I want to say that to create awareness, I actually want to create an environment in which people can have a new kind of conversation that would help them change their own relationship mm-hmm. to mental health. Mm-hmm. To help them to come to see mental health not as something that happens to them, but something that they can participate in creating their own good mental health. Yes. Everyone has mental health and mm-hmm. that's something that doesn't come across clearly mm-hmm. because in many conversation, ones end up talking about... Uh, suicide or depression but the fact of the matter is just like everyone has physical health everyone also has mental health Mm -hmm. so that's the first step uh, to take agency and control Mm -hmm. of one's own mental health Mm -hmm. and to create the environment that makes it possible to do so but the other thing when it comes to raising awareness is that you cannot just have an awareness campaign Mm -hmm. it's actually unethical to raise awareness and then not have the services to back that up Right, because all of a sudden, if you're one aware and then you don't know where to go, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? (laughs) So, uh, you know, the first mental health awareness campaign happened in 1956 Hmm. in a small town in Canada. Okay. And after that, we've seen a lot of these campaigns and they are called anti-stigma campaigns uh, take place all over the world. Now... If we just do anti-stigma campaigns, research has shown that they are ineffective because people are not even going and getting the services. Uh, That's simply because mental health is also seen as something that is only individual in these campaigns, which is again not true. Uh, Mental health is connected to our environment, is connected to our community, and it's connected to all the other factors, as you said, our educational systems, our health systems, what our employment systems look like, uh, poverty levels. So it's not just an individual thing. It's also a community-based thing. So we need to look at mental health as situated within communities and in a much larger context. So that's the kind of mental health awareness that I would want to work on. Okay. So how is Mariwala Health Initiative, uh, what are their initiatives in the field of mental health? Just before we delve into what huh. you're doing. I wanted to understand, uh, you had said that you un- you understood mental health more. So what are the factors which you understood, which you are applying it now? I think the first one is that mental health is not only situated in the individual. It's not only a matter of the chemistry inside one's brain. It is a much larger social context that you have to consider. So that's, I think, one of the biggest things that you have to look at it through a psychosocial lens. And that's the term that we use, tend to use at MHI. Mm -hmm. And a lot of other practitioners will also use. But you have to look at the wider context. You have to look at the community context. There are many things that affect mental health, uh, employment, school systems, uh, natural disasters also. For example, today the Kerala minister... Chief Minister tweeted that uh, they are doing, I think, group therapy for about 43,000 people after Mm -hmm. the floods. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so many things affect our mental health. I think that's one of the bigger learnings. And uh, I would say the other big learning is community-based mental health. Uh, And then that takes me back to the other question about what we do. So, if you build awareness in communities and if you build a certain amount of resilience in communities, we don't need to go to psychiatrists for all of our mental health problems. That is not necessary. So before the the disaster is hit, we start working on it. 
since Absolutely. we are seeing the challenges faced by people and uh, you know there are a lot of uh, changes uh, for the last 20 years more than two decades time we have seen the changes are so much that uh, we have social media globe is at uh, our fingertip and still uh, we are unable to solve problems absolutely and, uh, like uh, for uh, happiness index 2019 it was uh, said that india stands 146 one i think 140th number Yes. Uh, as represented by uh, one more than 159 countries participated in yes. that and India stands 140 so this is how the uh, happiness index ratio of India is yes. so why why the shift has happened and there's an alarming rise in the percentage of you know we are going behind and behind and behind yes. in the happiness index <laughs> yes we are uh, you know partly because the happiness index does take into account factors like mm-hmm. rates of depression and such but it also takes into account the wider social context mm-hmm. now if i look at natural disasters if i look at poverty all of that the idea of well being which is also connected to mental mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. that's lower in india yes uh, and so far we've not had the type of conversation about mental health and well-being mm-hmm. uh, that situate your mental health and well-being at a community level at a contextual level so as you rightly said before the disaster hits if i have to take one example yes uh, we are doing work in orissa with communities that are normally facing cyclones mm-hmm. where persons in the community are learning basic levels of counseling <laughs> and before cyclones hit or after cyclones hit the resources are organized within the community itself mm-hmm. of course it does not mean that a psychiatrist or a more expert level of mental health intervention will not be needed that is true but it will be maybe needed for 5 to 10% of the population what about the remaining 80% yes so they will all be uh, supported with community mental health workers so right more more to do with the stability of mind than a psychiatric uh, aid there is also a time in india where people are not comfortable in speaking with other people about how they are feeling about themselves yes so how is it that they will open up to it because before psychiatrists come it's the people around us which they try to open up to right so again you know the language around mental health is very limiting yes. so far when we hear about it we hear only very expert and scientific terms yes now mental health is an everyday thing so when there are people who are uh, stakeholders in mental health whether they are mental health professionals social workers ngos they all must use language that is easy for everyone to understand and to connect mental health back to whatever work they're doing like i said there's mental health in education yes there is mental health in workspaces uh, so all of these things have to be talked talked about mental health is not a stand alone subject on its own mm. mental health is really intersectoral yes and it does connect back to our daily lives relationship struggles yes uh, or anger issues one may be facing so uh, substance abuse so it is connected back mm-hmm. uh, to whatever other issues one may be dealing with so one has to re- approach it truly like it is connected to 
a bigger, much bigger context and backdrop. So what do you feel? Uh, should such conversations be uh, there in the schools and college premises on regular intervals where there is a parents, teachers or uh, students have a get together and we speak on such things? Because today, even a small child has got stress levels. Absolutely. Be it education or uh, peer pressure, there are many things which needs to be handled, which was not there way back, 20 years back. Absolutely. I mean, I I think the pressure to perform and achieve in our schools for children uh, is something Hmm. very, very grave because it puts a lot of expectations on the child, of course, Hmm. adds to the stress. Hmm. So one is to change the system entirely Hmm. and maybe think about not putting so much pressure, uh, but also everyone in the school, whether Hmm. it's the parents, whether it's the teachers and of course the children. Hmm. uh, I think everyone needs uh, a certain amount of um, education and support Uh, One way to do it is, of course, to give teachers themselves a certain amount of basic mental health training so they can learn to work with the children that they're working with, but also outside of uh, the classroom because the children, of course, spend a long time in the classroom, but outside of the classroom, even within our homes, it is important. It is important. Uh, So, for example, we are going to soon be partnering with a project in which uh, teachers will be given uh, a certain amount of mental health training and there will be a certain amount of mental health training for the parents as well. That's wonderful. Uh, And obviously for the children. So, what will be your um, module for that? Uh, Are you going to approach approach a particular school or an educational institution for a role model and then you start uh, uh, So on. all of our uh, projects at MHI yeah. um, usually tend to have to have two factors. Yeah. One is it has to be scalable yeah. and the other is it has to be replicable. Yes. So uh, like I said, we are going to be partnering uh, with two organizations who have been working on this. Mm-hmm. The pilot project has been successful. Okay. And it is going to be uh, multiple schools in one geographical region. Okay. And uh, that's what we'll be doing. We'll be doing a research on that to show that it is working in a slightly larger set of schools. Mm-hmm. After which, ideally, uh, depending on the results of the research, uh, it can be scaled up to be a much bigger project. So, and this is how we normally do our projects. We have a project uh, that we partner on called Atmiyata in Mehsana district of Gujarat. Yes. Uh, We had a pilot project here in Nasik and after which it was taken to Mehsana. Now in Mehsana, there are about 500 villages that all have community, people from within the community who have been trained to do mental health. They are not experts. Uh, They are not experts. See, the thing is, you don't need experts all the time. Absolutely. Right. It's just a common sense which is applicable and you need you need to give training on that. Yes, not that experts are not are dispensable. OK, yes. so how the system works is I'll tell you people within the villages are trained. They can give a basic uh, amount of counseling because you live in a village. You already know, yes. you know, uh, the families who may be needing more support, who yes. may be needing a little yes. more work you can go in and talk to them they trust you more it's not as hard as going to the district hospital into a psychiatrist office and they are well aware of the geography of the village exactly and And so the 
they are able to help give a certain amount of support mm-hmm. if they feel that the person needs more support then they are, the, with their help the person goes to a clinical psychologist or to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. uh, because the government uh, has a scheme where actually in district hospitals you are given services free of charge mm-hmm. so people from the village don't even have to pay this is nationally by the way okay uh, and so the system works because i don't need the expert for everything and to deal with mental health stressors i'm getting help from a peer or someone who knows my life in the village itself the other important part of mental health is if you are struggling you may not be able to access what you normally access mm-hmm. so the community workers are also trained to help uh, get ration cards electricity connections mm-hmm. or to help the person get a job again so yes. all these are important part and parcels of better mental health yes. we cannot just do the counseling mm-hmm. and in the metros uh, as such you know uh, there's lot of stressful life led by people here yes even small children or a college going kid there's lot of emphasis on performance as you said yes so, yes uh, what is it like how how you are tackling this issue uh, well again it's uh, for mhi we do it through a variety of ways one is effective services uh, so one of our other partners is a service called i call mm-hmm. and they provide trained counselors mm mm-hmm. uh for free uh, to answer calls emails or like a messenger kind of chat and they do this in uh, nine different languages hmm. Hmm. so people from different cities in india call the helpline all the way down to people from very small villages and also people indian people who actually go abroad part of this uh, program also includes uh special trainings in a place called kota mm-hmm. uh, which is like the capital of coaching classes yes. and in kota uh, you know there's a lot of um, mental health stressors for the students who go to these classes mm-hmm. so there have been special um, mental health modules run in kota itself mm-hmm. so i call is one such service that's what we do we also provide similar community based mental health services through our partners one called bapu trust in pune in five urban slum communities and in bombay Uh, with our partner Anubhuti that works in Kalyan and Dombivli. Okay. And that works specifically with youth. Okay. Just coming back to personal counseling and training that you are providing. So, what is it that you are giving to these people? How are you making them efficient in counseling their folks? So, uh the program I was talking about Atmiyata that is done by one of our partners called Community for Mental Health Law and Practice sorry Center for Mental Health Law and Practice and uh, they developed modules to train workers mm-hmm. uh but interestingly uh every module and a lot of the trainings that they've done it's all put on an app called the Atmiyata app Okay. which can be transferred using bluetooth also wow. so they have training videos okay and within the communities within the villages when they work uh, the videos there are separate set of videos to raise awareness on mental health <laughs> and these videos are typically the problems one would face such as violence within the family mm. um alcohol abuse mm-hmm. so your general 
everyday issues related to mental health stressors there are videos in gujarati or marathi in that particular context so people who look like you people who sound like you who are all in these videos talking about daily problems of life so those are the sorts of methods we use to mm-hmm. uh, train community health workers but also spread the awareness in the village and it's very easy then mm-hmm. because now everyone has those phones and yes. the videos can be transferred via bluetooth they don't even need internet so for people to sit watch and discuss wonderful so, so can you give two two tips or two points from those videos which our listeners if uh, if they may find helpful uh, one of our other programs which is uh, the bapu trust program they run a program called seher in pune mm-hmm. uh they do some very basic breathing exercises and these are done in corner meetings where people are just hanging out yes uh where, and i've done them with uh the team the bapu trust team as well as the people uh, who live in these communities we all hold hands and do some breathing exercises uh and then there are some very simple drumming exercises also so mental health can be reached in so many different yes. ways drumming is another great one art based therapy is another uh so they're very simple exercises i would say just breathing holding hands and breathing together with three or four people no matter where you are we were in the middle uh, of one of the largest traditional slums in pune it was very calming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so wonderful so when we speak about Uh, what i feel is that mental health it's become a very big word but it needs to be brought down to a, a generalized thing like how physical health is like you said yes we need to make it generalized to treat something like yes like if you're having a cough or cold you need to treat that with a medicine so how can we treat mental illness of so- any sort okay so i completely agree with you it has to be in one sense normalized Uh, otherwise you know there is big scary yes. words that yes. people yes. then uh, feel a lot of stigma about uh, but the other thing is now on treatment yes uh, i would say it slightly differently that you know medication is all okay but i would say support and care yes is uh, is a much better way to look at mental health or mental illness mm-hmm. it means what do you need to feel better community support peer support talk therapy medicine may be a part of it it may not be a part of it mm. uh, but it is not it may be not as easy as popping a pill and in fact i don't i rarely think that it is as easy as popping a pill uh, but there are again lots of different avenues that you need to look at and that you can use for better mental health So Epilog has a podcast called the SOS Show, which is dealing with the mental health, and we have had guests who have shared their experiences of how they are dealing with mental illnesses and what they are doing. So I suggest all your listeners to listen to it once, and I'm sure you might find helpful in one way or the other. Coming back, what about the uh, you know uh, self care uh, sessions in uh, workplaces, which is uh, the need of the hour? because uh, parents with a lot of stress they come back home with all that bag baggage in the head so what is it uh, i feel in the workplace there should be uh, proper uh, self care sessions which has to be mandatory in all companies or uh, in the banking institutions and all that so you know again uh, mental health unfortunately is so invisible that it's 
not really brought about in any area leave it education or wherever, workspaces wherever. right yes so i think self care sessions different sessions on maybe different techniques on um, how to to keep calm uh, to help deal with stressors that you may, may be facing and now a lot of companies have what is called uh, something called an eap that is an employee yes. assistance program hmm. which means typically uh, the person can reach out and get whatever mental health support they require and talk about whatever stressors they are facing mm-hmm. uh, the other thing is that i think companies themselves have to make it a safe space for employees to be able to come and say i am not feeling okay i am feeling really stressed off maybe i need a day off maybe i need to work from home so there has to be a safe space to articulate such concerns mm-hmm. be it in schools be it in colleges or in workspaces because you cannot be scared of then losing your job so how do we bring this initiative and open yeah because there is so much of performance because orientation in each and every field be it education or be it jobs be it your own company so everyone wants to perform and give their best and the companies also expect the employees so, to give them best so, <laughs> so the thing is that uh, the more mental health stressors you are not dealing with the higher the number of absenteeism the higher the number of uh, not being able to work even while being present at work mm-hmm. so i will say for myself i consider mental health as a social justice issue as a human rights issue that means that if i am working with people in a workspace it is their human right to get whatever they would get for physical health concerns that they also get for mental health concerns if i have to talk to a business leader i may say that actually everyone will be more effective if i put in better rules and practices around mental health at your workplace if you are worried about performance you may actually get a better performance in a workspace that respects mental health mm. yes yes so it also comes down to quality over quantity so it doesn't matter how much time you put in how much time you put in with your 100% effort absolutely so i mean you know there are a couple of things in our work culture that may be questioned such as uh, spending 12 hours at the workspace getting back home only late at night having to work through the weekend now certain work life balance also has to be respected it just means that you know your work gets over at a stipulated time after that time you do whatever you have to do mm-hmm. uh but your performance should not be affected and it's likely not to be because all research has shown that with mental health stressors absenteeism at work is higher yes. uh, a lower performance at work is probable so uh, if i have to talk to a business leader who may not listen to my social justice and human rights side of the argument i will go the effectiveness way because that is as true yes so do you feel a government has a role in this uh, if government pitches in into such kind of initiative and we be hands with the government uh, will it work better exactly? so actually you know uh, in terms of laws and policies mm. now our government already has what is called the mental health care act of 2017 yes. mm. and the rights of persons with disabilities act mm. Mm. now by these laws actually both are very progressive mm-hmm. and they do mandate uh, that we have more being done on mental health uh we have the national mental health plan and the district mental health plan mm. now all of these are great 
they are all on paper and some of them are being carried out so the government already has the laws in their hands to do it so we just need to see more and more implementation yes. of it Okay. So what challenges are being there in implementing those uh, laws? One is I think the government needs to know that mental health is important to everyone. Uh, it is because of this reason actually that we had a campaign earlier this year called Bridge the Care Gap mm-hmm. where we asked people to sign an online petition and say that mental health matters to my vote. Okay. Because the laws are already there the government just has to implement them. Mm. Uh, so today it's a great thing that actually uh, if you go to the district hospital a psychiatrist who's sitting there is supposed to give you free medication mm-hmm. so many people who can't afford it this is great mm-hmm. uh, there should be a psychiatrist at every district hospital mm-hmm. so you know in India I think lots of things uh, are roadblocks for implementation and I think it is happening slowly but budgetary constraints are there there is um, of course within our colleges itself uh, there are a certain number of seats for psychiatry for example of a psychology mm-hmm. so I think it is a systemic change and that change obviously takes time but the good thing is that in terms of our laws they're very clear and they position uh, people at the heart of the law and the rights of the people, hmm. which is a big change from yes. how it's been done in India previously. Absolutely. Uh, there are still many mental health institutions in the country, unfortunately, uh, that uh, do not give the people who live in them rights and there are some human rights abuses. So it's going to take some time uh, to work on those. So uh, uh, have you forwarded the representation to the government? so far the, the petition the petition yes so as part of this campaign we actually told the public to sign the petition mm-hmm. and on our own we also approached different political parties because we wanted them to promise mm-hmm. this was before the election we wanted them to promise mm-hmm. that they would do work on mental health and implement the laws if they came into office okay. so actually historically for the very first time in india's history mental health was mentioned in two uh, political party manifestos. Okay. That is the Congress and the CPIM. Okay. So they said that we will implement the Mental Health Care Act and the National Mental Health Plan and give the budgets for it as well. Now, we all know that uh, the election results were different, but we will continue to push governments, yes. you know, to do what is there in the laws. Mm-hmm. And of course, in terms of technical support, uh, we are willing to give all the support. Yes. Uh, we are also part of a nationwide campaign such mm. as this that is going on currently, mm-hmm. which is called Speak Your Mind, okay. which is again reaching out to leaders in uh, Nigeria, in Australia, in India, Nepal, Indonesia, mm-hmm. Liberia. And telling them, telling governments that it's very important uh, that you do your bit. Okay, uh, Rajvi, tell me something about Sukoon project, uh, ah, okay. which was initiated in Mumbai High Court. Yes, yes. So, uh, Sukoon project was initiated in uh, actually the family courts in Maharashtra. Now, by Indian law, we have family courts that look at any sort of family disputes related to family property or to divorce or to child custody. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, because it's family, it's uh, a very emotional site. Yes. And obviously, people are talking about very personal things in a court. Mm-hmm. Now, in as you open. know, in the open. Mm-hmm. 
so other than the stress of going through it all then to talk about it in the open with judges with other people it is all stressful yes. and uh, the courts don't know how to deal with it they are obviously dealing only with the legal ramifications yes. of it yes. so we found um, our partners found that the court the family court is a great place to actually provide uh, support for mental health um also simply because if i have to do mediation or if there are multiple parties in the dispute it is of use to have a, a space for talking and negotiation that is outside of the legal space because those are legal discussions mm-hmm. uh and also support for anyone who is going through that mm-hmm. so sukoon started off and now we are present in uh, at 16 different courts in maharashtra family okay. courts including um, bombay high court including yeah. bombay high court okay yes so, so so what is the reaction of uh, the uh, court authorities so uh, the court court authorities have been great actually uh, it is only with their support that we have been able to do it because uh, even though our partnership with the sukoon team has helped to financially support the presence of the counselors and the training of the counselors the court gives the physical space yes and more importantly the judges and the other people in the legal system themselves actually get some sensitization from the counselors okay uh because you know they are also sitting there and listening to all this day in and day out so mm-hmm. one must not forget them they are important stakeholders mm-hmm. so we've seen very positive uh, support mm-hmm. from the court system okay there are families who approach uh, sukoon and yes because uh, we are within the court their... premises yes. so it's not like uh, we are again we are asking the family or the people to go somewhere else and enter some psychiatrist office again so it's just cutting down on the stigma it's part of the process so there are people who come in and talk about issues that may have gone on in court or their future as a family as a couple so is it the court directs it to you or uh... both <laughs> yes the court does direct and like i said uh, there is also sensitization for the judges and everyone in the legal system mm-hmm. so uh, half resolved i mean uh, this, the challenges are half resolved at sukoon and then i i the hope court. so <laughs> i hope so <laughs> you know because half the things are solved here and then yes only the rest half they have to tackle i hope with. so well there's also a lack of relationship counselors as a whole in the country mm-hmm. uh, so that's the other issue so ideally what we want to do again with the sukoon project is with the learnings over time we would like more family courts all over the country to introduce such services absolutely what are your future plans now Gosh. how do you want to take it ahead <laughs> and make it big how do you want to bring mental health normalized uh i think i i definitely want more people to start working on mental health uh we cannot do this on our own i do believe firmly believe that a community based mental health is the way for us to go and a lot of our programs are only community based mental health the other thing is that it mental health does not have to be this expert led thing hmm. we do need the experts i am not uh, we absolutely need the experts but for many of the day to day lives we also need 
other people and it's not just the experts that we need. Uh, so I firmly believe that once uh, we have support systems in place, and when I say support systems, I also mean um, assistance with employment, assistance with livelihood. You know, like I said, mental health is connected to a much larger social context mm -hmm. uh, and it is human rights. So I'm hoping that more people start working on this and also start, I mean, everyone has mental health. I always love yes. saying that. Yes. Everyone has everyone, it. Everyone, everyone. Has, Today, yeah. everyone like has Like physical health is there. Yes. There's also mental health. <laughs> yes. And the other yeah. thing is to really put mm. uh, the, the person at the center of it. So the person's rights, uh, the person's mm. agency. Uh, there are many different routes to mental health. Mm -hmm. And so that should not be forgotten. Some people use writing, some people use art therapy. Uh, we have films of Bridge the Care Gap where mm -hmm. we have people talking about what they do. Mm -hmm. Some people use yoga. Uh, some people did Vipassana, I think. Mm -hmm. okay. Others do drumming, art-based therapy. So I think there are many routes to mental health. Yeah, Wonderful. That's so fine. I think social media is also a very key factor in affecting people's mental health. But it can also be used to promote positivity and how can people practice being healthy mentally? So how do you want to say about it? So uh, I completely agree with you. And there's a lot been spoken on social media. Our Bridge the Care Gap campaign was solely on social media. A lot of the Speak Your Mind campaign is also going to be on social media. I think there are many important conversations also happening on social media when it comes to mental health. But for me, I would like to see conversations uh, not just in English, not just in the metros. I want to see conversations in other languages, uh, mm. other Indian languages uh, that speak about what are the lang what are the words we use for mental health? What are the words we use for wellness? Uh, so we need to have more conversations about those and not just in English. How do you think podcasts can us be of help? Uh, maybe conversations in different languages. Yes. Um, I already noted that uh, the SOS podcast um, has spoken to quite a few fabulous mental health activists such as uh, Amrit Ji and there's Val Resh. Yes. Uh, there was also Srivatsa. So I think uh, some things you're already doing great is putting the user at the center of it. Uh, and, you know, they're right. So uh, that's absolutely fabulous. So um, I would say podcasts and again, podcasts are easy to share, I think. Yes. yes. Easy to access. So you already have a lot of that formula. So I would say just keep on doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, Anything so on much. the closing note you would like to say? What does being the change mean to you? How can one bring a change in themselves? Oh my gosh. See, for me, I'll, I'll, uh, in terms of my own personal happiness, I've been privileged enough uh, to pursue what I love. As you said earlier on in the show, uh, I actually have an MBA mm. and I chose to change my occupation completely because I adopted a dog who had a behavior issue. And then I studied how to work with her and, uh, you know, have a happy, stressless life for her and me together. And uh, now I do what I love, a dog training and canine behavior and also mental health. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, uh, that's my route to better mental health uh, is to do what I love. And, you know, there is a... a 
lesson in that simply because when I'm with dogs or when I'm working with animals, uh, that's all that I'm doing. That's where I'm centered. I'm not anxious. I'm not thinking about anything else. And, and that's it for me. And, but I have the privilege to do so. Mm. I hope others, uh, you know, are able to do it. But I'm lucky in that I have the privilege to do so. That's, that's beautiful <laughs> from you, Rajvi. Uh, my take on uh, today's episode is uh, for bridging the gap for mental health, you don't have to be an expert. Be a community person, address yourself and uh, bring the best in you. Pursue your passion, whatever you like. Have compassion for all, for self first yes. and for all. And uh, this is how we take forward. I mean, the change is an inspiration from from people like you to our listeners all over the world. <laughs> Thank you so much. Give the bit to the society by whatever way they can do it. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Wonderful. That's a great episode, I feel. Thank you, Rajvi, for joining us. Thank you. I'm sure the listeners are enlightened and have found a lot of useful things from this episode. And we'll be taking a lot of efforts in bringing positivity to you, bringing inspiration to you and making the best version of yourself because that's how you get better. So this is Being the Change. I am Rohan Thakkar. I have with me Rajvi and Supriya. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining in. I hope you will tune in next week again. Uh, until then, Goodbye. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Castbox, and our website mainly eplog.media, where we also have other podcasts that will help you, motivate you, and inspire you to do what you love. So make sure you write to us what you think about this episode in the comments or uh, DM us on Instagram at eplogmedia. So we shall look forward to your DMs and messages. Uh, Till then, goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.